listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. So we were just talking and I wanted to just hit the record button because what you were saying was really interesting about uh, some pictures that you're working on and what you've been working on recently and what you're now working on. Mm, mm. So yes, explain so, what so, you were just explaining to me. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> yes. Well, I was saying that the last three months or so, I've been uh, committed to the things that we want to produce, you know, the the uh, 24 set uh, pencils and the uh, pastel pencils and ongong gray paper and then the stick pastels which have come we've done really well and we've got a lot of projects coming out and also recently the um, starter packs which I've had eight or nine to do to make up for the um, ones we hadn't had already done so we've got now 20 packs that are going to be really great and, and people are going to love them but it's been a commitment you know I've, I've actually knuckled under and had to do it I've enjoyed myself don't get me wrong but um, and then I thought I, I really wanted to do the snow scene it's been hanging around for a long time for me wanting to do a watercolor snow scene it was the last one I did was the skiing scene if you remember that was a way way back uh, and that was a, a special really you know um it wasn't uh, the kind of thing that uh, one would want on a christmas card so i thought i'll do the watercolor snow scene uh with the view to it being a christmas card and then i thought well that's going to satisfy all the watercolor people but what about all the pastel people um so now i'm just about to start on a new pastel pencil snow scene now, after that, I was saying that I'm really going to do something a little different. I've got about half a dozen pictures already uh, lined up. And what these pictures are are really attractive pictures. You know, they're, they're an accent on um, the colour, design, composition, and the uh, attractive ness of them if there's such a word in other words i want to make them as attractive as possible so i want to do it anyway for me because i think it's uh, it's, it's a challenge but i think we've got a lot in the kitty and we've got so much now that uh, on the site and waiting to go onto the site that uh, i felt that i i needed to do something a bit special and this is what i'm going to do i think people are going to be really surprised and you are too when you see them are you looking at animals or landscapes oh steve it's animals yes for instance i've got um, at least one very attractive bird i've got a, a an animal a, a lion in fact i want to do a li- two lions i want to do a lion uh growling you know yeah which is going to scare the pants off people <laughs> and especially with my sense of realism and also, I've got a, a, a male line, which I'm, it's, a, it's a spectacular picture, really close up. So that's, just give you a flavour of the sort of things I'm doing. And then there's some nice landscapes as well. And I've got a portrait thrown in as well. 
so there you go and you're focusing on color as well you said so color attractiveness design spectacular put all those <laughs> things together that's what i'm going to do oh and there was a, there was a butterfly as well i found a butterfly which really liked very different on a fantastically colored branch so see what i mean no no that was a flower sorry it was a bird that was on the branch <laughs> the caterpillar was on a flower so i i think people are going to it's going to blow their minds when they see it but of course now i've got all of the um the pastel pencils i can use and i should be putting chalks in as well so we'll be using the stick pastels uh, and pin, and all of these are going to be done on pastel mat yeah so there you go nice another another level knocking it up another level another notch and there was there are just to just to add icing on the cake on this i found a fantastic picture of a dog not dissimilar to the black lab that i did you know on dark yeah. paper yeah that will be on dark paper again but it absolutely gobsmackingly great people will well i'm excited just talking about it so imagine doing it Fabulous. it's going to be one of those dark pictures with terrific impact mm. anyway i hope uh, i hope i've um, yeah whetted everybody's appetites i'd say i'd say <laughs> definitely that's going to take me about three months to do all of that <laughs> and then a little bit of time for it to actually come out on the site as well oh probably in um 2000 2030 i would think probably. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've just released a that brings us on nicely to the new picture we've put up of the black and white cat which when i looked back on the original uh recording date was end of 2017 was it really so um <laughs> that one's been sitting there for a little while well, I tell you what, Steve, I've, I've nearly finished it. I've I've seen um, I've got as far as I've done. I've seen the nose now, so now I think the next, the last one is going to be the background. And you know, I've really enjoyed watching it again because you forget, you see. But what I think people will love to love to see is is the way, particularly the eyes. I think they're probably the most spectacular eyes I've ever done. Thinking wow. back on all the projects I've done. Really, really good. And the combination of black and white, we've yeah. talked about this before, haven't we, and with the black and white spaniel we did, but this black and white cat, the the way the the black, well, it's not really black, It's there's, there's more colours in it than black, but it looks like black, and, and the white, and the way they combine together is quite stunning. Mm. I think people will love that. Yeah, we've had some lovely comments so far on it. Oh, have you? People, oh, people enjoying it. So I think uh, it'll be a good one. It, it's definitely one that people will, I hope, refer to if they need to see those colour combinations in future for their own pictures. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, this is why I do it, of course. And this is why we, we, when we discuss what we want to do, I mean, it's, the one thing is to do the picture and all the students can do the project, which is fantastic. And on Udemy too, wherever it goes, on whatever platform, people are going to love to do it. But really, more than anything else, I concentrate on trying to give the student the information and, and the technique to be able to master these things. 
And black and white certainly is one of the greatest tests uh, that people can have. So, and and I I did explain that really well, Mm. you know, how to combine the two colours together. Mm. Yeah, I think so. This is it. This is a good resource, um, a reference, point of reference for people, Mm. whether they choose to do the picture or not, you know, just to practice some of the techniques to see how you do it. Um, certainly to at least watch all the pictures on the site even if you're not going to do it you learn a lot oh absolutely Mm -hmm. so yes no i was very pleased and uh as i say i'd forgotten a lot of it you do after it's over two years ago i finished it so it it goes out of your mind and then you can look at it afresh with fresh eyes yeah and I, i might say critical eye as well because i look at it and think could I have done that any better? I think everybody says that to themselves. Mm. But to be honest, I don't think I could. I think I, I'd got as far as I could go with that. That was that came up really well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, I thought we'd do another little story time because you, you mentioned something last week and I made a note of it because uh, after we um, stopped recording, you said, oh, I, I could talk about this. Um, and... Uh, it's, it's sort of less art related, but it does touch upon the sales experience you had in your previous uh, working life before you started oh, up yeah. your own gallery. And you you mentioned that it was uh, it was a, a important um, foundation that everything was built upon from that moment, and that was when um, you got your first manager's job. Oh, yes, I remember. Do you know, you have to remind me. I couldn't remember what, what you were talking about. I could then. have said anything then, and you would have had to have gone with it, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, would have, I would have had to wing it again, wouldn't I? You would have done. You would have done. You didn't know what no, I was No, no, no. I, re- I remember how I got my managers. Well, yes, it, it, it was amazing. Look, I am an ambitious person and always have been. When I started with in uh, the uh, outfitting trade, and retail trade, uh, I thought, one day I'm going to be a manager. I I really thought that. But I had to work quite hard at it. However, it didn't take very long. But what it it came about one day when we had, um, I was in the shop with, um, I had a manager and I had a, a salesman above me. Okay, this is important. And I was sort of like third in charge, if you like. And we had a couple of junior salesmen as well. Anyway, we were notified when the area manager, now he had about 12 to 15 shops in the area he looked after, right? And he would come every now and again. And when the phone call came, the area manager's on his way we all sort of stood to attention and everybody was, um, um, you know, busy themselves. And my manager, who was, uh, he wasn't a really a very nice man, to be honest with you. He, he had one uh, face for all of the uh, top brass when they come round. And, he, and if a customer came in, he'd go up to them and say, hello, sir, can I help you? And he, he was full of it. When they went, he couldn't care less. He was moaning and groaning. And this really got up my nose. So I've made it an, a point to be 
the opposite of him. I've done this quite a lot in my life, actually. I've looked at people and think, I don't want to be like that. I want to be better than that. So I use them not as an example or as an example of not of what not to do and what not to, how not to be. Anyway, the important thing here was this area manager was coming around and everybody was uh, kowtowing to him. Yeah. Okay, which you would do in a situation like that. But good old ambitious Colin was just one step ahead of everybody else. I got in whenever I could. I got his attention. If a customer came in, I, I poured over them, you know, and I, and I acted like a salesman should, you know, and that's make sure that they, um, I did what they, I'm supposed to do. In other words, I um, showed off, to yeah. want of a better word. Anyway, he got his attention. And then my manager came up to me after he'd gone and said, um, I can't remember his name now. Isn't it strange? Mind you, it was a long time ago. Anyway, Mr. So-and-so was talking about you. I said, oh, really? He said, yes, he's, he's got a, a manager's job going, he said, and he wondered whether uh, you would be suitable for it. I said, really? Anyway, it turned out to be in Leytonstone in uh, North London. And it came about that he actually did come, come back to me later and said, offer me the job. Now, that was a direct result of all my um, sucking up, if you like. Mm. And I got the job. And uh, then I was, uh, I, I was a manager there for a couple of years. And then I had a divisional sales manager who was above the area manager. And I got on particularly well with him, too. Mm. And it was the business was very good. And I was obviously doing my job. And he gave me another manager's job uh, in um, an adjacent town. It was Loughton. I do. You wouldn't know Loughton. Do you know Loughton in Essex? Um, it's it's not far it. from. Well, it's not far from Leytonstone, but they had a brand new shop they were opening, and they wondered whether I would like to take it on because I'd done such a good job in Leytonstone, and I did. But what I'm trying to say to you is, I. I, I I recognize that sometimes you have to do things that maybe, you know, is what you would call um, sucking up. And, uh, and I, I was, I think anybody who's ambitious uh, would have to do that. But the, the reason I mentioned this other chap who was above me, he was the complete reverse of me. He wouldn't, if, if a, an area manager asked him to do something or his opinion, he would be forthright. He wouldn't – he'd be the opposite to sucking up. In other words, he'd tell him exactly what he thought. Yeah. Now, in the end – now, this was, this was way back. I was – what was I then? I think I was about 25, 25 years old, 26, something like that. So I was very old. So I was a manager at – 26 yeah now my friend who was older did a bit older than me and he was the um, senior salesman in, in the branch when he retired oh, 
a few years ago now, I think probably when he was 65, a few years ago, he was exactly the same position as he was when he started. Mm. So it just shows you, doesn't it, you know, that if you are prepared to do what's needed to do, be done, you will get on. I think there's lots... And this is... Yeah. There's lots that I'm taking away from what you're saying because it's... You, because you were ambitious, you wanted to prove your worth. And Mm. in order to prove that you were good at your job, you needed to flex those muscles when it was needed. But Mm. it didn't mean that you were insincere the rest of the time. No, no, not at all. There's nothing, it's it's kind of the battle with ego that we Mm. have um, in like our society, I think. I think it differs in around the world with it with um people because i think the british british um people are quite um shy in showing off and stuff like that i think it they it doesn't come naturally we're quite a reserved nation mm. but there's there's being egotistical and there's being confident and mm. it's difficult to strike that balance for some people but i think your example there is you were ambitious you knew that you wanted to make an impression and mm. you knew that you were good at your job and therefore you at the right time you you made sure the right people knew that you were good at your job that's right but you weren't false about who you were as a person and i imagine that sales um being in sales there can be a lot of um trickery a lot of falseness a lot mm. of of what you said about being one thing to the customer and another Mm. thing when they're gone. Um, But I think that's really interesting. And the fact that you succeeded in that kind of um, was deserved in the way you, you handled these situations. Mm. Well, it went even further than that, Steve, because when I, I I eventually, I got several managers jobs, but I changed companies at one time. I was with, I would with Burton's, as manager, and then I wanted to move to Kent, and I found a manager's position opening up in Chatham, which is in Kent, for Alexandra, men's outfitters, and I applied for that and got it. I got it on merit anyway, and I, I was there for a couple of years. Then I decided that I wanted to become a rep. Suddenly, I just said, I thought, I want to become a representative. I want to get a car and I want to travel around the country. And I I applied and got the job. There's another story there. I might tell you one time. Again, I sucked up again to somebody else. Anyway, but when I gave my notice in to the area manager, because they had an area manager for Alexandra as well, he came round. He said, you know, Colin, I really wish you can reconsider. And I said, well, I'm really sorry, but uh, I've got a position that, you know, I've accepted it and uh, uh, I'm going. He said, well, he said, what I was going to offer you was a West End management position, West End of London. Now, at that particular time, it was very sought after. So... He was going to, if I'd have said, well, okay, I'll stay, he would have said, well, I'm now going to offer you the 
um, position of manager in the West End. Why were, were you not tempted? What? Were you not tempted by that? Um, no, to be honest. i tell you why it was, because although I enjoyed my time there, what I did, Steve, I used to go to managers' meetings. You know, they had meetings of all the managers in the area, got together. And I remember a couple of times I went to these meetings and I looked at all these men, some reaching retirement age, doing the same job I was. And I thought, I'm going to be like that one day. Hmm. And I didn't like the idea of that. I wanted to be something a little different. Hmm. And it, it, it started grating on me. Hmm. I started thinking, even if I was a manager of a West End shop, you know, would that have satisfied me? Probably not. So I think probably at that time I decided to um, move on. As it happens, of course, it worked out really well because during the repping that I did for a couple of years, I met um, uh, somebody, one of my one of my actual customers, and he offered me a partnership in his company. Mm. And that was the beginning of everything, really, because – Financially, it was better off. I became self-employed. I liked the idea and so on. All the rest is history, really. Yeah. So things happen for the reasons. Uh, and uh, so, I'm, no, I didn't regret it. But I'm t- what I'm trying to say to you is I must have got to a position uh, personally when people were willing to give me um, the positions. And you don't you've – got, you've got to earn them. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You must have been good at what you did, and of course, in order to to get that is, yeah, like I say, there's a difference between having confidence and being egotistical, and you you had confidence, rightly so, um, but you were ambitious as well. So, but I think all the things that I've done and that I'm talking to talk to you about set up what I'm doing now, or what I was doing for the last thirty odd years, yeah, thirty five years. It set me up for all of that. Yeah. Because it gives you it gives you people skills, Steve, doesn't it? Yes, I was going to touch upon that. Definitely, mm. being a salesman and being a rep and going around and meeting new people every day and mm. interacting with them and um, selling them products and finding new ways to build rapports with and relationships with people is absolutely what you can transfer in everything you did after that. You know. mm, mm. Well, you're, you're gradually unfolding my life before all of our students. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all coming out now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's really interesting, though. I think people will find this interesting. They kind of get us to, to see a little bit of, of what makes you you and the history behind you mm. and stuff. I mean, we've you know we've got a bit of uh, your story on the on the website, but we haven't got quite some specific yeah specific (laughs) details of your life um and i'm sure there is more that we can we can talk about as well in future episodes so i'll i'll make a a note to have a little discussion on that this will end up being an autobiography (laughs) podcast (laughs) about your life well i've always i've always um you you mentioned to me some time ago you ought to do an order i said no i'm not doing it order biography I, I don't want everybody knowing what i do but actually it's turning out that way isn't it, it is turning out that way yeah <laughs> exactly but your life is fascinating dad and you've been you know you've been through lots of changes and 
and lots of things that have made you who you are. And I think that that really is interesting. And I don't think it's just because um, I'm your son that I'm biased on that. I think all the people listening are genuinely interested as well. And it's inspiring. Mm. It mm. is. So. Well, I think you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to put variety in your life. And I've certainly done that. And uh, I've tried to do a lot of things. And I've been successful at a lot of things as well. And I've been unsuccessful at them as well. I've always wanted to play the piano, and I can't do it. So (laughs) (laughs) there you go. So, uh, you know, there are some things that, um, you know, you are good at and some things you're not. Yeah. But I've tried. That's the important thing. Yeah. Anyway. Lovely. All right, Dad. Well, thanks for that, for a little story time. Um, I'm going to make a note after this of the other thing that you were going to say. Maybe we'll touch upon that next time. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy everyone enjoy this black and white cat project. Do let us know what you think. We'll have more projects coming for you next month, seeing as it's January, end of January now. So we'll have some more for you in February. And keep posted. There's lots more exciting things coming. Thanks, Dad. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, enjoy your week. week. <laughs>